This is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We're so glad you're here. And today's guest is Shadaya, based in D.C., but formerly from Chicago. And we're so excited to have her on the podcast because she not only has an interest in personal finance, but also went back to get her master's in personal finance. So we're so excited to have her on the pod uh, here just to talk through some more general finance questions. Yeah, I wanted to ask, you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. Shadaya, what does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there? Oh, great question, Liam. Okay, so happiness to me, honestly, is freedom and family. And I mean freedom as in respect to time as well as money. Mm -hmm. So I believe that if you do use your money right and use practice those behaviors that are necessary, you can be completely free. And I think that's what happiness is to me. I'm off back. And like they said, my name is Shadaya. And I am originally from Chicago, Illinois, born and raised. It's a very dear city to me. And I recently graduated with my master's in science and finance from Howard University. And I relocated to Washington, D.C., where now I work for a technology consulting company. And um, I just do have a personal love for finance. I don't know what to say about it. I can watch so many YouTube videos about it. Um, I like adding colors to my budget. Following the budget isn't that easy and fun, but I will say creating it is pretty fun for me. <laughs> Shadaya, you're, you're speaking my love language here, um, which I know is why we initially bonded. But um, I'm so excited that you're on this episode specifically because we actually had a group of, of college students submit in questions to Seeds um, specific oh, to how they can navigate the new world of finance. And so we've got three main questions for us today. Number one is around how much should we be spending on that first apartment? What might you need to apply? Number two is around how can I build credit and how can I check my credit score without damaging it? And then number three is around when should I start investing and how? Um, I feel like there's so much we could debrief here, but should I, I'm, I'm curious to hear if you have any initial thoughts or where you would start if you had these three questions in your head. And you know what? Those are very loaded questions. Yes. And I feel like people stress <laughs> a lot. They make their whole career out of each one of those questions. But um, in a very, very, hmm, Overview, but still detailed, because I think these are important questions. I will say that for your first apartment, um, you should not spend more than 30% of your income, your monthly income, mm. on your rent. So, for example, if you make $3,000 after taxes, after, you, after benefits, and after investing in your retirement fund, you should only spend a thousand dollars on your apartment for a month and that might include you getting a roommate or that might include you possibly staying living with your parents which is honestly not the worst idea Mm. um 
And I think the second part of that was what would you need to apply, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I know I've, I've been through this process like three times and it changes depending on if you're applying to an apartment complex um, compared to maybe like a multifamily unit, mm-hmm. which is just like a few, a few units in the building. But the main thing that you need to be prepared for is two components. You want to have a financial component to be ready for and the documentation side. Um, financially, you need to be ready for the first month's rent. Mm-hmm. It might be prorated. Um, you also need to be ready for a deposit, which can range from $250 to $500 to another month of rent compared, mm-hmm. like depending on your credit. You should be prepared for application fee, an amenity fee. And honestly, it's, and you, you also need to know how do they accept payment. It might be cashier's check, money order, but rarely do they accept cash mm-hmm. or like a debit transfer or something. So my go-to question is just how much is doing moving? <laughs> like, let's just, <laughs> let's just figure it all out now. Yeah. Um, so that's the financial component. And then on the other side of that documentation, you probably need your pay stubs, bank statements. And if you don't have pay stubs, like I was in a scenario where I had an offer letter and they took the offer letter. Mm-hmm. However, they I, I found out that they sent another verification form to my job for my manager to fill out so it just depends on what apartment you're going for um so and then another one of my apartments they just believed me when I told them I made a certain amount of money <laughs> they didn't ask me questions and I was like okay well I'm not gonna give you any Trust more than you're <laughs> and besides that you know you just need like proof of identity so passport social security numbers um and if you're bringing a car your vehicle registration that's something important that people forget and overlook and lastly um renter's insurance mm. uh people don't tell you about that but it's it's usually like it's not that expensive it's like ten dollars a month or if you pay quarterly it could be around 35 dollars. Mm-hmm. but that is something that is required and it covers around like probably a hundred thousand worth of damages but renter's insurance is definitely very important Yeah, quick plug on the renter's insurance. I ended up using um, this service called Lemonade. I don't know if either of you have heard of it. Yeah, but I actually, so I use my lemonade for my renter's insurance and it was literally so easy. It took me maybe like three minutes to apply for the exact amount of insurance I needed and then get it. And now it's like exactly $9.70 a month, like less than $10, which is awesome. Um, And I like, Shadaya, how you brought up too, like having some kind of proof of income, whether it's the offer letter or a pay stub or a bank statement. In my situation, I think I remember remember having to include a co-signer on my uh on my yep. first apartment just because yep. I had zero like renting his- history yeah so I ended up including luckily a family member that was able to co-sign with me um but that list super super comprehensive should I and Liam I'm, I'm curious if you ran into anything else while apartment hunting or if that pretty much covers it <laughs> I think that that covers a lot of it, um, and and that was a kind of a shock when I when I first rented was um, they were asking for pay stubs, and I was just getting out of school and starting mm-hmm. my job, and it kind of became <laughs> being able to explain that. But I would recommend not panicking. Um, they deal with that a lot because a lot of times that is, that are people's 
that is when people are getting their first apartment, um, whether renting or buying or whatever. But uh, but you're able to. There's typically flexibility and right. other yeah. options because they want so, you to rent from them. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. They want you to rent for them. So be transparent about it and don't be afraid to tell them what your current situation is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, I feel like the at least apartment finding question, as well as some kind of financial guidelines, we really nailed that one. Um, what about credit now? Because I know this was question number two. And the question's around how can I build that credit? And how can I also check my credit score without damaging it? Should I, I don't know if you have any like quick tricks that you often use, but I, I'd be curious mm-hmm. to hear what your thoughts are here. So I log into Credit Karma, and I probably shouldn't do it this often, but I do it almost every day, if not, like, (laughs) twice a day, because I don't know, that really just fascinates me. But Credit Karma (laughs) is a free service, and they have simulations where they can tell you what to do to increase your credit score. Like, if you paid this amount instead of your minimum on your credit card, your score would go up by this much, or et cetera, so... I really like Credit Karma. Um, it's not a sponsor. I don't get paid from them at all. But I just really like it. They're really easy to use. And I actually um, build, I built my credit from scratch. So they that was like one of the platforms that I used. And it was very, very helpful. Mm. Um, I know you said, how can you build your credit? So that is... That is, I'm not going to say it's difficult because it it isn't. However, having little to no credit history is always going to be a challenge Mm -hmm. because that is a, uh, it could be a high impact on why your credit score isn't really high initially. Um, However, I know a lot of people when they're building their credit, they get secured cards, which is kind of like a debit card, but what you do is you put like a deposit up front and then they give you a card and you just, your credit limit is that what you have deposited. Mm. So you can't really, you know, max out your credit card because you already paid it up front. But right. once you do that, that's really cool. And if you're a fortunate person, I didn't find out about, I found out about this through one of my friends, but their mother actually made them an authorized user on one of um, their credit cards. So when that happens, um, say that card that they um, had, they've had that card for like 10 years and Mm -hmm. they made payments on time. If I become an authorized user on that credit card, now that credit history follows me onto my account. So it's kind of like a quick cheat code on how to add time without actually adding time. Mm. Um, But you you should definitely go with someone you trust because... (laughs) (laughs) If you become an authorized user on someone's account and they don't make payments on time, yeah, this is not a good. This is look. not for your significant yeah. other slash girlfriend, boyfriend slash exactly. best friend. Even as much as we love them, yes, nope, nope. <laughs> they could literally the most responsible person. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah there are also a few to that point of uh, of checking your credit. Um, there are a few estimations you can get, not always completely accurate, but I actually, um, on the contrary to what Shadaya does, I only will actually get my credit checked um, formally if I need it for something. I'll otherwise stay up to date with, um, I, one of my credit cards is through Bank of America, and they'll give an estimation 
um, just about every month. Of oh, yes, they do. That's completely an estimate. Um, but that's just for me to understand, oh, okay, I know, you know, that could be many points off, but I know I'm not in a bad shape right now. Exactly. Um, and then also apps like Mint will uh, will give similar estimations. Again, mm-hmm. those might not be completely accurate, but it's more my reassurance of in the back of my head, everything I'm doing will keep my credit score high, but it's just in case there is a red flag somewhere and it drops significantly, I'll still, uh, maybe the significance of the drop is either exaggerated or yep. um, underappreciated, but I'll know that there was a drop for some reason. Mm. And you know what? That's something I had to learn because since I, I did start my credit, um, the smaller amount of credit history you have, so say if you have only a few years, the smallest thing can really make your credit fluctuate. And I'm talking like hundreds of points fluctuation. Mm. So anytime I would get an email, I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? So I do want to make sure that is talked about too. Like, don't worry when you're starting your credit, things do change drastically, but it is because you're just starting off. Mm, Yeah, no, such, such great insights here. And I feel like We've really scratched the surface. I want to go around the horn one more time and answer that last question, which was around investing. Where would you start? How would you start? And I'm sure all of our Seeds listeners know my perspective so far, which is really take a look at what your overall portfolio looks like, particularly if you're worrying with student uh, student loans or other types mm-hmm. of debt, um, mm-hmm. and really start to get a handle on those, getting into a consistent payment cycle first. Mm-hmm. If you want some more education, some more introduction, there are a lot of resources out there like investopedia.com. You can sign up for their like newsletters and learn about investing terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are going to tell you to start as early as possible, but yep. I'll, I'll add an asterisk to that. I definitely agree, but asterisk is make sure that as you invest, yes, it's something that is kind of like icing on the cake where you already have a really strong foundation of where you are. Um, and for many folks, the first time they invest is actually when they join their employer and they start uh, contributing to a 401k. And that is a wonderful, completely normal and completely good way to start. Um, but Shadaya, Liam, any last thoughts on investing in general, like how you would start any resources that you guys like? Mm, great thought. I, um, yeah, I would say, I think a common misconception is, oh my gosh, uh, what stocks do I choose? What companies do I choose yep, to invest yep, in? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. There are things like index funds, which is an index that covers a category of stocks like emerging technology stocks, or, um, you know, you can do a little bit more research uh, for the sake of our time today. I don't want to go too deep into that. But um, but th- that yeah, way you're not committing really to one company. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was saying it could get really lengthy if we talk about mm-hmm. this. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Um, but there's also robo advising options, so you can look at things like Betterment, Wealthfront, M1. Um, yep. These are all resources that are there for you, so you don't need to do that hard groundwork because you probably have a daytime job that you need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And no, I totally agree. I was going to say that um, people do say start as soon as possible. However, if you start too soon and you 
you could create a lot of mess that you would have prevented if you would have just waited and took that start as a time to learn instead. So, and that's honestly the Mm -hmm. first rule of investing is to really know what you're investing in. And I've read so many books about why that is so important because it's true. And if you look at all the greats like Warren Buffett or Ben Graham or just so many people, like they all talk about you have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You, You can't be an emotional investor if everyone is saying, jump ship and sell everything, that might be the time where you want to hold it or even buy more because like they said, if you look at history, like the most, uh, so many millionaires were created during the Great Depression. A lot of people made a lot of money during the recession. Um, So you just have to really think about what do I want to do? What do I have in front of me? Like you mentioned, the student loans and what type of investor do I want to be? Do I want to be an active or a passive investor? Mm. Do I want to create a long-term portfolio or do I want to day trade? And if, if, if that's the case, do I want to look at fundamental analysis where I'm checking the news and I'm always looking at current events or do I want to really have a technical background and really look at technical analysis and use a lot of different graphs and um, patterns to really show you what to invest in. And honestly, another thing is your risk assessment um, based on your age. And I know we're talking to a typically younger crowd and your responsibility. So if you have a lot of people to take care of, you might not want to have the most high risk investment portfolio. But if you have time to, you know, ride the waves of what can come with a high risk investment portfolio, you might want to go a little higher than the normal and just to, I feel like I'm rambling, but it's just so much to talk about. <laughs> so uh, many gems. <laughs> it is. And I think the last thing I'll say is that, just to piggyback on what you said, Leslie, it's so many resources, so many resources from books to podcasts, from YouTube videos to even they have paper trading and simulations where you can literally invest this of simulated amount of money so it's not real money but it mimics the stock market so you can decide you know you can practice without losing Mm -hmm. actual money and I believe if you can do it in the simulation you can do it in real life Mm -hmm. if you treat it very serious you know you can't go in with a million dollars and try to make money from there if you don't have a million dollars so if you treat it very seriously you can really make a lot of money and I would just say just start small and grow because slow and steady, slow and steady wins the race. Ah, love Absolutely. that. Well, I, I feel like we really planted the seed here. I want to make sure our listeners know how these seeds can blossom and grow and otherwise inspire into their own wealth journey. And for this special edition college episode, uh, we, we have a, we have a, a little question that was actually submitted for Leslie and I, of what general advice do we have for graduating seniors to prepare for the real world, even Mm. in an economic recession? So Leslie, I'll start with you. Yeah, no, I love this question and it is so timely with what's going on right now. So timely. (laughs) Internships being lost, full-time job offers kind of, you know, on the brink and really the (laughs) world doesn't know what's happening with the current economic crisis. My biggest advice to those seniors that are graduating, going into the real world, 
uh, give yourself a little bit of compassion and look for opportunities that are uncommon. And what I mean mm. by the second part is there's so many resources out there, like Shadai was mentioning, of ways to either continue to earn income, even when the mm -hmm. more typical roots of starting a full-time job may be uh, a little bit less uh, available. Yeah. And there's a, there's a resource that I'd love to share. Her name is Tila Holcomb. Um, and she actually is a black woman who is a day trader in the stock market. So for those people that are really interested in becoming active investors, day traders, um, she has a course called Trade Your 9 to 5. I'm not making oh, this wow. up. Um, and so that could be something really interesting for folks that are interested in, in finance more, more generally and investing for themselves. But Liam, I'll, I'll pass it right back over to you. How, what would you advise in this situation? Yeah, and, and I'll be quick. I know we're, we have a time constraint here, but I, I think also realize, I love the part about being compassionate to yourself, Liz, mm -hmm. that was powerful, mm -hmm. but also realize how young you are, um, realize yeah. how much there is ahead of you. The recession is not permanent, I promise. Mm -hmm. That is something I can promise. I'll put my name on that. <laughs> the recession <laughs> is not permanent. Liam Moore, you heard it here knows. first. Yeah. Right, you heard it here first, as broken on seeds. <laughs> um, but you've never, you know, you, you have so much to look forward to, so don't panic if, oh, no, that internship dropped, or, oh, no, that full-time, that first full-time job dropped. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that this recession, nobody knows how long it's going to go. And nobody, you know, it's up and down, right? So nobody knows as companies start to adapt with how fast we can adapt now. Um, I think we're in a really strategic place to look for, to Leslie's example, a lot of those unique opportunities where you can still make an impact. Yeah. Um, and if not right this moment, maybe next week, maybe mm. in next month, you know, we, that's the thing is we don't know how long. So don't overthink it. Control for what you can. Mm -hmm. That would be my last takeaway for our listeners. But anyway, I'm, I'm sad to wrap this topic for now. I do want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment. And this time it's Seeds. Woo! It's us. We're so grateful to Duke Deltas <laughs> for submitting questions to us in this special edition. And we're realizing and growing and, and realizing that we'd love to answer questions from your group. So if you'd like to partner with us, feel free to email info at commonwealthcoaching.org. Yes. And through that, you can inquire and we'd love to have more special editions like this and bring on awesome people like Shadaya for it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Seriously. No, Liam and I love bringing up awesome guests like this as well as listening to groups um, because we know it's not just us beginning our wealth journey and seeking happiness. So listeners, we're so grateful for you. Please continue to share your challenges and your growth moments with us. Yes, glad you mentioned that. Go to the link in our Seeds podcast description. Share your experiences. We'd love to help you achieve your goals and celebrate with you when you do. We cannot wait to be part of that journey. In the meantime, subscribe to Seeds to stay up to date with our community as we collectively pursue happiness. And lastly, shout out to Shadaya. Shadaya, I'm so glad you joined us and oh, waiting in on this special me. edition. Uh, always love chatting with you but where can listeners follow up with you and keep up with your journey so if you want to keep up with my journey um i'm primarily on instagram you can follow me at shadaya the mogul um 
I'm claiming it now, so you heard it here first. <laughs> but yeah, Shadaya V Mobile. That's S H A D A Y A H V with two E's, Mobile. And that's also my email address for any other questions. And it, it really can be any question at all. Oh, Shadaya, you are way too sweet. <laughs> uh, loved having you. And listeners, we will talk to you next week. Signing off for now. Signing off. <laughs>